and welcome to the Back to the TARDIS podcast, the podcast where we take a look at every single episode of the 2005 revival of BBC's Doctor Who. I'm Jeff. I'm Skylar. I'm Avery Gavery. And today we are looking at Series 2, Episode 11, Fear Her, by Matthew Graham. Uh, before we get started, just a little behind the scenes on this episode, especially because I think that's that's gonna, I think in some ways knowing this uh, sort of probably in some ways affected my view of the episode, um, especially because I was personally like expecting to not like this episode, um, but. Uh, this episode originally, um, this, like, the slot that this episode was supposed to be was supposed to be, um, written, by, an episode written by, uh, Stephen Fry, um, but it had to get, uh, pulled because, like, the, the, it wasn't done in time, uh, so they pushed it back to series three and then it didn't ever actually happen sadly which is honestly a real disappointment um so as something that was going to be low budget and they could do quickly uh they commissioned this script um this script is set in 2012 focusing on the olympic games uh as a backdrop to uh insidious things happening in a london neighborhood um this episode bears a lot of similarities to idiot's lantern however however divided we may be on this episode i think we'll all agree that this is a better episode than idiot's lantern sure i i would definitely agree so yeah i guess let's let's just uh get into it um oh fuck i Close my transcript window. I am a professional. Okay. Jeff, be like, yeah, I'm just going to cut this. <laughs> no, I'm leaving this in. Fuck it, we're doing it live. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's it's sort of like this, this very suburban locale. Um where you you know you see people talking and hanging out and you see a, a child uh drawing on a piece of paper and all of a sudden uh the the uh children disappear and it, it shows that they've somehow they the children that disappeared were the ones that uh she was drawing again i i well not again because this is the first time that i've mentioned it on the podcast but i was talking about this in the uh the group chat uh the dm the group dm uh before we started recording actually this episode isn't perfect and i can definitely see where in some ways it uh has some major flaws but i like the concept and i like what it tries to do and i like some of the themes that it it puts across um it's such like a weird it's 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 when you think about it it's actually kind of like a really interesting like weird out there concept it's it, it feels like something it's like the visual equivalent of like some weird shit big finish would do with like the audio medium like it, yeah. it feels like a very sort of much more experimental episode and i have to give it props for that 
in general, as I, 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 I'm just going to mention, say this right now, I went into this episode expecting to not like it because of that thing of like, oh, most people don't like it. Oh, it's just a retread of Idiot's Lantern. Oh, it was supposed to be a cheap episode and was written hastily. But I, despite all of that, uh, I, I, I wrote this on Twitter and some people thought I was joking. I'm not joking. I actually genuinely like this episode. Yeah, I can see. And again, I think I think this is a weird kind of reversal of last week because I was kind of saying the same thing you are now about um, Love and Monsters, about the concept and the themes, even though the execution is janky but well i think is... the execution is still better here but whatever yeah yeah no i get that it's just it comes to a point and i'm not gonna skip way ahead but the way this episode like to me it just comes off camp as all hell which is fine until the episode tries to be like really poignant and kind of dark basically like really goes for it at the end and that just left me with a sour taste in my mouth i be i was i started off liking the episode a lot and we'll I'll get to, like, the specific parts I like, but then just, like, it just goes down real hard for me, and it's, like, I don't know, it it, it doesn't stick the landing, I guess, is where I kind of have to get off the hype train. Yeah, I would kind of agree. I think most of the episode is, like, pretty alright, held my attention okay, and then, you know, the ending is kind of a little cringy, not gonna lie, it's just very much a... Um, we gotta get one in for every episode, so it reminds me of the end of Harry Potter and that very sort of, oh no, they just fucking love it to death or whatever, and then it works out. <laughs> Listen, in this case, it actually kind of makes sense, but fuck you, whatever. <laughs> I, I fell for that shit. Don't at me. If I get an ad on Twitter in the next five minutes, I swear to God. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get one now because I mentioned it, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I I I, I do the, the opening the opening shot of this episode of the like after the credits is also really great. Where like they land the TARDIS and he realizes that he's like parked it facing the wrong direction, so he walks out like straight into a trash can. And is like, oh wait, <laughs> and, they turn around. and he gets I back in that. and turns it around. I enjoyed that. It's a good visual gag. It's, that's really good. Um, uh, I I I I like the the idea that it's 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 a very partly because it is low budget. It's a very claustrophobic episode. Like virtually all of it takes place on the same street, and everyone's very worried and afraid and distrustful and isn't like going outside i like that a lot like that that feel that it has yeah that was enjoyable and i'll be positive for a second and say two miniature things i liked here one is that um the like side characters just the like normal people who are like scared and don't know what go what's going on um that worked really well for me um, just cause, I, I don't know, I feel like recently, like, side characters have been, like, really hit and miss on Doctor Who, and it just, yeah. you know, if, yeah, if we, we, they don't we peaked, feel... Yeah, we peaked two weeks ago 
we bottomed out yeah. last week <laughs> and now we're back at like an acceptable midpoint exactly and just like again comparing between eras i i hate to bring up chibnall this early but like just comparing the side characters in this to like say orphan 55 the um, fucking praxius uh gang of uh <laughs> dorks pra- praxius was better but yeah it's just it feels yeah normal well, and I it's mean, not they, like it all, it all, they, they, they both do the same thing of like they try to cram way like yeah. they try to cram way too many developed characters into a 50 minute episode yeah and where it's like what, just just slow down <laughs> and focus on like maybe one or two of these yeah, so it all felt it felt smooth, and the one point where they're like everyone's starting to like argue with each other, and you can feel like the fear and paranoia and like anger lashing out, like that's all really solid. Um, and I think a way that this episode kind of gets unfairly maligned is that the setting of like there being like a main street is kind of somewhat familiar to Idiot's Lantern, so I can see in a lot of ways how this would kind of just like fade and, from and, the memory since we just i know it's very different but it's like yeah. well it's also the, the the structure of like character uh house who is scarred by abuse though this episode does it differently and i think a more interesting way that i i like um and uh it's during a major british event and this time the doctor gets yeeted and not rose true in the far-flung future of 2012. But yeah, I, I, I do like that it's just... This also feels... Some, like, this also feels kind of... Like it's, I'm, I'm getting vibes of, like... Slightly, like... Th- some of the stuff feels like Experimental Big Finish, but some of the stuff also feels a lot like Seven and Ace, like, last two seasons of the classic show, which... As anyone who's listened to this podcast for more than two weeks knows, is absolutely my jam. I fucking love that shit. Um, because it, it, it's similarly using like a very cheap and easy uh, set. Um, uh. So yeah, uh, the Doctor and Rose just kind of, like, walk around for a bit, and then are like, oh, hey, there's weird shit going on, and they start investigating, and that, you know, I, I don't mind if they're just like, if they're just like, look, we need to get them into the right place, let's just have them look around for shit. So yeah, um, it's established that, uh, people are just disappearing rapidly and nobody everyone's really distrustful and and paranoid and worried and don't leave the house much um and they all end up converging in the street where the doctor and rose are like okay we're gonna deal with stuff hiding in your houses what does that sound like yeah (laughs) oh yeah there's definitely there's, there, I feel like there is some slight comedy here. Uh, not, not comedy, commentary. Um, where everyone's like, well, mm, mm. 
I guess not. No, it's just kind of usual human paranoia. What yeah. I was wondering I, is when... It, Go ahead. it was more just like... I guess the way I could... It's just like, there's something that's obviously happening, but they keep doing it anyways. You know, yeah. they're they're all like, yeah, children are disappearing when they go outside, but damn you, if I'm not going to let Tim play outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, once Timmy actually disappears, they 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 cut that shit out. But yeah. Like 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 that's mainly like pre-credits, and like once they get through the credit sequence, everyone's pretty much just inside. Yeah. I I don't know if this was like a coincidence by casting or like if this was meant to be something else but like the woman who like starts pointing fingers is like first it's like she she's like you've been doing suspicious stuff around here and it's someone from the government and it's like or from the council whatever and I'm just like okay typical like paranoia but then I realize it's like this white like middle-aged possibly Karen light person accusing yeah. a person of color of doing something possibly. Yeah. And I'm just, that probably isn't the intent because it's phrased more as like, Oh, you're like the government or the council. But I was just like, Ooh, yikes. She immediately <laughs> pointed to the black worker. Yeah. I was like, hmm. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't have time to unpack all of that, but Um, so yeah, I do like, uh, like, like, I have seen, like, some, some Chloe Weber memes occasionally pop up on, on Twitter and stuff, and people seem to meme things, but, like, I feel like, um... I feel like like the the actual stuff with Chloe is really good, whether it's Chloe or the or the Isolus, like both of them, I think are one of the parts of this episode that works really well. I think she's trying her best. The actress um, is certainly not bad child acting, but well, I yeah, just... and 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 the yeah. entire point the entire point is is that she's supposed to be sort of monotone and not quite earthly and and out of it so yeah. i think she actually does a really good job with that no yeah the the kind of being out of it especially even if you were to discount the alien the fact that she's like gone through some shit it makes sense it's just like the way the plot constructs how they came together like the the isolus and and chloe and like what this alien is somehow supposed to, like, be able to make her do. I just, like, again, I was kind of, like, half paying attention to this, and then I got interrupted, and then when I went back and, like, really watched it, I was just like, this is kind of dumb to me. Like, I get what they're doing, and it's, like, a, you know, obviously the themes and construction of it are, like, this is a serious thing, but I was just, like, I never fully bought into it, and that's probably my problem. One, if if you're able to do that, that it probably works just great. I was just kind of like, this is kind of, this is kind of weird. Which, yeah, it's Doctor Who, you know. Knock on. I mean, I I like I like sort of how weird this episode can get to where it's like the whole thing is like drawing people and making them disappear. Like that's some that's some fucking grade A. Like when I think Doctor Who, that's that's what I think of. That's like that's what I like come up. That's what I come to this show for partly. 
Like, yeah, I don't know. It might just be me. I really like the the concept and uh, not the concept, but like, I like the the mechanisms and and mechanics of of this episode. I think it's it's pretty neat and it's it's weird. Admittedly, this might just be because I'm so used to like how like bland Chibnall is, where it's just kind of like, <laughs> oh, yep, it's it's normal sort of humanoidish aliens again, or that one time it was a virus or whatever, where it's kind of there isn't like as much weird episodes like this, and I I I don't know, I just adore how how weird this episode gets at points. Yeah, I mean, it's only a huge... Yeah, I can't deny that, but it's just... It's weird, and it goes places, but it doesn't expand on any of the places it goes. That's a bit of a word. I mean, I guess, yeah. I also just feel like you could do... And again, like, I'm not knocking, like, the like tackling abuse in a sci-fi story obviously stories are supposed to be about things <laughs> but it just seems like this was not a great way to approach that from just in like how things came off and i again yeah, I i'm guess. not saying i'm not obviously i'm not an expert i don't i i don't know how i would rewrite this at all it just it's just a weird juxtaposition for me. And again, I just think it comes down to a thing of like, do you buy into the concept of the alien and the weirdness that is like the drawing squiggly thing monsters? And I just like don't. <laughs> so um, it's not a bad episode. I put it on in the background while doing something and probably enjoy it. It's not offensive um, in really like any and, tangible uh, way so again i think some of this is really just because i i have that that context of knowing this was a low budget episode that was done at the last minute and just that could have been a recipe for absolute disaster and i don't think that's the case i w i would generally think i genuinely think this is underrated like an underrated episode Sure. Yeah, it's uh, but it again, mainly for... because everyone generally seems to just despise it. So, yeah. and again, it's it it's not terrible by any stretch. I may have come off a little bit harsh when I initially like finished with my emotional reaction, but it's like, you know, for for the production crunch they were under, it's understandable. That doesn't mean like I excuse it necessarily, but I'm just like, okay, you know what, like you were up against the wall and this is what you came up with and you could have done so much worse. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, I'll say this. It's, it's very watchable. Like, at no point in the episode did I feel like I don't want to be watching this. It, like, it was a good as a filler episode. I think. It just, it does what it needs to do. It doesn't do anything amazing. It's a little bold. Not too bold. And it just it sort of happens. <laughs> I think a big reason I like this episode as much as I do is because even though, like, the Doctor gets yeeted, like, a bit into the episode, um, 
his chemistry with Rose is like among the best. It's not. Oh like yeah, the level this is, it is like probably one of this is the but. this is probably the last good Rose episode. Yeah, she's she's competent. The the whole like, you know, that's a council truck. That's a council axe. That's a council road. I'm gonna report you like that. I mean, obviously the main comedic thing isn't her, but like just her type of take charge type of thing, and their chemistry is you know believable it's not as top tier as it is in the um in the, the satan pit uh, yeah. two-parter um because that's like god tier 10 and rose material yeah yeah that's but... like one that's like one of the few only like genuinely fantastic 10 and rose things but yeah but yeah just like you know general 10 and rose adventure like sure you know D- david Tennant. david Tennant does well <laughs> you know the sky is blue yeah um also i i do like i do yeah that yeah you have the um the thing where like like the rose is like oh aren't aren't you a beautiful boy the doctor's like oh thanks and it turns out that she's talking to a cat and he's like oh never mind like there is some really good just like small like bit interactions that are great top tier oh yeah and then they they show off the the scribble monster which i feel like a lot of people make fun of but again i just i have to give it props for how weird it is and like even if like it's not a like it's uh, it's a very obvious effect and obviously a very cheap effect but i'd say it works Oh yeah, it's not. I don't. I don't think it's dumb because it looks cheap. It to me, it doesn't look cheap. But as I said, that's that's an agree to disagree situation right there. So, um, let's see. Uh, oh yeah. Also, I you know little things like I like how they don't try to like push their way into chloe's house like they they ask at the door and when the mom's like no they're like okay and they just leave and then she she calls them back in but they just leave and i think that's that's pretty nice that's pretty good i like that um Yeah, I also I like the uh, the interactions between uh, Chloe and her mom, who's not like like there's there's definitely some there is some subtext of like she hasn't necessarily been doing the best job beforehand, but she is actually trying, and but she doesn't know what to do with her child who now like low-key terrifies her yeah the uh the the actress of the mom is does a good job yeah yeah she's actually in um did you guys watch the uh uh his dark materials the first season of that on hbo nope never heard of it (laughs) wait you haven't heard of the book the book series is dark materials no should i have yeah wow okay skylar you know what i'm talking about right i do but i haven't seen it so okay 
Could, yeah, yes. she's she's in that. In the entire time I was watching that show, I was like, wait, where do I recognize her? Oh! <laughs> That's right. Anyway, uh, feel free uh, to direct all your seriously you don't know his dark materials to Avery's Twitter accounts. I have to say on the topic... On the topic of the parent, I mentioned um, in the uh, in the podcast DMs earlier about the series six episode Night Terrors. Um, I don't wh- remember that episode. Well, I don't remember it very well, but I don't remember it being very good. Well, I don't know. I this is this is going to be funny if we get there and I think it's an underrated gem and you two don't like it. But <laughs> that's when um, we have a, that's when we have a slap fight in the parking lot true um but yeah i think it it does a similar thing with the uh parent um child relationship of course in that episode the um the other partner is like still around uh but whatever it i just think it it tackles that subject while also being like very consistent in the other themes and general like tone whereas this one doesn't quite fit that consistency well enough for me but it's it's good in that episode and as i said i think the actress for the mom um and like her reason for acting how she does around chloe and chloe's reaction to her um that that's like that's pretty good um that that hooks me in so fair um be and and yeah i like all in the 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 the, i will say like the the acting in this episode is is all consistently like really good like it's not even like a like like yeah it's it's decent no it's actually really good um and again i like i like the idea of how in like in idiot's lantern the abuse is present and a, like we mentioned like i mentioned like how it feels like it's just dealt with too easily and just wrapped up a little bit too neatly whereas in this case like it's already technically over but the 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 trauma of that still lingers and that affects this episode greatly and i i like that like like obviously not as like oh like that's good irl but like that's that's good writing and i like how that informs the tone of this episode yeah that's good stuff i like the idea that um like in a sci-fi setting you can examine sort of like more physical manifestations of like psychological trauma or like events and effects that they have on people um i so like it makes sense to me why chloe slash isolus acts the way they do i just i don't know in the episode it kind of comes off more that like this is mostly the aliens idea and that chloe just happens to like have a past that like goes along with that i would have preferred that i don't know and maybe i maybe this is just like being absent for me like connecting the dots but i would have liked if she was more dominant in that choice like yeah that's she that, was, yeah like she was I, using I, I those do, powers yeah so but yeah, yeah like nice like thing. if it was like a little bit more hazy where chloe ends and the isolus begins yeah i i i i, I agree yeah. 
it probably doesn't help that like th- so like the Isola's like whisper voice like I just I kind of wish there was some effect on it like I get there's a creepiness of just having it be like the whisper but again I think this is one of the only areas where like the actress's like the, ability and the sound, yeah and just the sound design is not that great yeah so yeah and again i guess you know knowing that it's like basically like a rushed together project i can see why if it wasn't like strictly necessary that they probably you know didn't want to put all the bells on whistles on everything they already probably spent a bunch just doing like the squiggle stuff and like stuff like that but i don't know it just uh you know hindsight 2020 type of thing i guess yeah um i do like the the concept of the isolus that's a really cool alien concept and i like the i like the the fact that the doctor like very much points out like it's a kid it's acting like a kid does it doesn't know any better it's scared and it's reacting to this unfamiliar situation in this way i think that's a really good and something that like especially rtd who i feel like did a lot and i really like that um It's a nice contrast to the whole, like, kind of, I don't know if you'd call this Eldritch or, um, like, um, like, Cthulhu-esque type of thing with the, uh, not Cthulhu, but with, like, the Satan pit about, like, I am beyond you and I have existed before time, which is, like, very, like, alien and high tier and this is, like, much more relatable. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do... I do appreciate that aspect of it. That it's not just like I want genocide. It's you know, it's lonely, lonely yeah. kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the scene where the doctor is trying to explain to her, like, look, you you can't do this, I understand. And he's trying to be really nice because he knows that she's, uh, the, the or the Isolus is a, a child that's really nice. Um, then the, the drawing of uh, Chloe's father wakes up. And also, uh, props to the, the mixing. I was listening to this episode with headphones, and... It is, like, the the drawing of Chloe's dad is, like, mixed way louder than, like, most other things in the episode, and it was really effective. Oh, and it's not just the, the sound, it, like, it's not just the, the volume of it, it's also just, like, just, like, really impactful. Like, I was yeah. legit like, damn, like, fuck, that's kind of, yeah. that's spooky as fuck. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um... They try to uh, find the Isolus pod so the Isolus can leave um, before the Isolus does something really bad. Um, also a really nice line. We're, we're like the Doctor and Rose are arguing because the Doctor's like, look, it's a kid. Like, 
give it like give it some slack it's scared it doesn't really know what to do um and rose is like easy for you to say you don't have kids and the doctor's like i was a dad once <laughs> and she's like what <laughs> <laughs> which like canonically yeah if, if the doctor has a granddaughter then although that that is that is debatable depending on like like if you go those, with like um those time lord um, looms man <laughs> yeah yeah if you go with um oh what's it's called what's it called lung barrow lung yeah. barrow cannon um <laughs> who knows what's canon anymore <laughs> also the line the line um fear loneliness they're the big ones uh some of the most terrible acts committed have been inspired by them we're not dealing with something that wants to conquer or destroy and and the idea that it's it's very much it's it's a reflection on uh wanting uh connection which i really like might have uh missed something how does she uh Oh right, she has a secret stash of pencils. That's right, because they they make a big show of like we're we we are confiscating all your pencils, and then she just had was hiding more. Yeah, okay, I remember now. Um, and then yeah, right at the worst possible time, the doctor and the the TARDIS disappear, and Rose kind of has to figure this out on her own, and she does a, a pretty good job. And I like Rose in this episode a lot, as we mentioned, which, you know, that's pretty decently good considering that generally she's averaged like a meh. I don't know. I felt like she was pretty meh in this one, too. I don't know, man. I think she's she... I guess. Um, I don't know. She doesn't. Maybe, maybe this is just damning with faint praise, but like, she doesn't possess any of the negative qualities, such as like, or at least not to the like toxic level of like possessiveness of the doctor, just like weird bitchiness with other people. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it generally goes up after after mickey leaves and yeah for a little bit and then down again any other time she shows up after doomsday (laughs) god season four finale pisses me off oh we'll get there (laughs) but yeah i don't know as i said might be damning with faint praise but it's i like i like when companions they like are forced to do something out of their element, but because of their experiences, they're able to like pull it off for like the short amount of time in like these particular circumstances that they can. And like, this is a Rose who has been through like the Satan pit two parter. So I'm like, yeah, okay. Um, again, it doesn't hold a candle to like 12 and Clara, but that's like, I don't feel like that's a fair comparison most days. So I like I, I I feel like I'm probably gonna get dunked on for this, but I do like the the escalation where just like the entirety of 
the uh, Olympic Stadium fucking vanishes and everyone's like, oh, shit. I That's mean, the dumbest part. <laughs> I okay. like it! Fuck okay. you! Okay, I liked it, but I didn't like how they just, like, took it inside and were like, oh, yeah, now the torch is a symbol of hope. Ooh! Okay. It's a symbol Whatever. of hope, of love. I was just like, Jesus, Howard Christ. What like, sure. No, okay, like, I'll give you that. Fuck? But I like the concept. Yeah, I think the concept. Sure. I like, cool. I like how, I like how it's applied in the episode itself. It's just the dialogue around it is kind of cringe. Also, it's like. I'm just like. <laughs> I know this isn't like super serious, but like looking at the rules of this thing, she's in the beginning. She's drawing children that she and the Isolus like probably know exist, and in this one. I, like, is she looking at a TV while doing this? She's just, like, drawing, like, random, like, all dots in Don't a stadium and somehow... Don't no. think too much Fuck about you. it. Fuck you. This is dumb. <laughs> Honestly, I thought It's understandable. Too. It's done with a good heart. I'm not trying to be too cynical here. But, like, thinking about that, I'm just like, no. That could literally be any stadium. Like, that looks vaguely like... I mean, maybe there aren't a lot of stadiums that look, like, exactly like that one. Maybe it's all about intent. I don't know. It was just like... Eh, whatever. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. It's fine. We're fine here. How are you? Okay, boomer. I'm 21. Shut up. Um... Oh, yeah. Also, they, they set up uh, the Torchwood thing. They mentioned the Battle of Torchwood, which is pretty nice. I like that. That's clever. Like, you'd think that's just a throwaway until you see the next episode and you're like, oh, oh, that wasn't a throwaway. Uh... I know what that's supposed to refer to, but I can't help but think of um, Children of Earth when I think that. Um... That doesn't make no, 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 that doesn't make any sense with Children of Earth. Because that, that, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and then, yeah, Rose figures out that she has to throw the pod into the uh, Olympic torch. Which, slightly contrived, yes, but fuck you, it works. It's and something my, she would that's think my of, story, so yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking, I'm sticking <laughs> to it. It's a symbol of hope and love, Jeff. Of course you're sticking to it. <laughs> exactly i i uh i lap that shit up <laughs> oh yeah and then everything works out except uh there is um they, there's sort of a an after thing of them having to deal with the the drawing of chloe's dad which I will fully admit that that is entirely contrived and like, well, the drawing is coming to life now. It's like people turn to drawings, drawings turn to people, whatever, sure, whatever. But the, the, the reason why it is there is to give closure for that arc. And honestly, I can't really think of another way that they could do that. And I think that that is really important for the episode. So fuck you, I like it. Yeah, strangely enough, I don't have a problem with that. I think if you're going to set it up how you do, then, um, and obviously this isn't, uh, the type of show where you're going to revisit those characters next week. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and might honestly, as well wrap that up. Yeah. 
I don't even have a problem with how the with how they deal with it. I think that that makes sense within sort of what the episode's about in that all of this is created from her from her internal perceptions and and memories and thoughts and dreams and and nightmares and all of that. I think it makes sense that the, the way that they defeat it is is singing singing that song. It's not it like yes, it doesn't operate on real world logic, but none of this does. That's the point. Yeah, out of everything out of everything I've called dumb, that's not one of them. Nice. That makes that makes a certain amount of sense with the weird logic they've set up. So even if I'm not with it, I'm I'm with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um Um it's revealed that the uh the doctor uh carries the uh Olympic torch the rest of the way to the stadium. I will say I'm kind of grumpy that they didn't get David Tennant to do part of it. Matt Smith did do a part of it, however. He did do a part of the torch run. Nice. For the uh the 2012 London Olympics. I think it was for like uh, up like a uh, Actually no, it was in a uh, Cardiff, I think. Cause that's where they film. <laughs> well, that's where they film, so it makes sense that it would be there and not like London. Well, I wanna. I'm I'm just gonna verify that real quick, but I think. Yes. May twenty sixth, twenty twelve, carried the Olympic torch in Cardiff. <laughs> Apparently, in twenty ten, he appeared on stage with Orbital and performed a version of the Doctor Who theme at Glastonbury. I want to see that. Um, and then they they very ominously set up that like, oh yeah, next week's the finale. Um, uh, and then that's the uh, that's the end of the episode. And I apologize to myself editing later when I have to edit out all these very long pauses. I read a lot of this episode. I mean, I, I've just kind of ingrained, like, pause reflexes so I can let you guys talk, but you guys didn't want to talk this week, so... I, did, I didn't have much to say about this one. It was alright. <laughs> That's, all I That's fair. I guess I'm the only one who is really like, whoa, holy shit. Um. Anything before we move on to ratings? I'm good. No. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go first then. I'm probably going to be the most positive on this. Again, as I said, I think this episode... Partly, again, I might partially be biased because I went into it really expecting to not like it. But... I really liked it. I like kind of the weird... I like the, the themes. I like the ideas. I like how, like, unabashedly weird, like, low-budget Doctor Who episode it is. Um, I think it's written pretty well, considering the circumstances behind it. Um, yeah. 
I I I honestly really like uh this episode and I think I'd give it like a seven seven and a half out of ten. Cool. Um This episode is okay. Um I don't know, it just there are there are, are ideas that I can see working separately and maybe working together. I just don't like, I don't enjoy the through line. Um, uh, there's just too much like goofiness and like just concept that I just don't buy into, or at least how it was executed. Um, acting's good. The side characters are good. Um, enjoy Rose. I enjoy Ten. I enjoy the general like feeling of like feeling enclosed and then like not knowing what's happening um just kind of like falls apart for me but it's not it's not offensive it's a competent job given um the space and like circumstances they had to work within um if it was on in the background i would be fine with that oh um five out of ten uh i'm just gonna use uh, Skylar's first four words. Uh, the episode was okay. Six out of ten. <laughs> Fuck you guys. This episode rules. If you also uh, thought this episode rules, feel free to uh, talk to us. We are on Twitter at B2TardisPod. I am on Twitter at WheatleyDL. Um... I occasionally post things that come through my noggin, memes, or game stuff. I am Skylar. You can follow me on Twitter at skyhigh9 underscore 5. Lately, I have been posting a lot of Baby Yoda memes, um, as well as my usual um, content of political tweets and uh, mediocre shit posting. It's a good time. Uh, you can follow me at my mostly dead account, BigFatPenis69, with the very popping... It's not a joke. Very popping off, uh, at FatCuntTedCruz. Hot takes today, so spicy. Yeah. Um, and next week, we are going to be talking about, uh, Series 2, Episodes 11 and 12, Army of Ghosts and doomsday uh this is the series two finale um and our first uh companion change in the new series which is gonna be fun um also next week we're gonna have uh, a little something new so yeah uh stay tuned for that uh until then uh we'll see you all next week